it's really awesome to be able to kind of focus in that that health and wellness space. And I know even with the NFL and even with other sports, the NBA, MLB, everybody wants to focus on mental health, especially during times like what we just went through, right? So things are different. And, you know, how do I still perform at a peak level, at a high level, a high intensity level, and still be okay, right? Still be in a space where I'm feeling good, I'm feeling energetic, I'm able to, you know, add value to other people's lives. I just wanna be, I would say, just good, right? People wanna to feel good about their lives and what they're doing. Welcome to The In Factor, conversations about how great entrepreneurs started, stumbled, and succeeded. I'm Rebecca White, and our next guest, Cameron Wimbley, is a former NFL player who is now an experienced entrepreneur. Cameron was in the NFL for nine years playing for the Cleveland Browns, Oakland Raiders, and Tennessee Titans. Since starting his business, KW Growth Holdings, he has helped dozens of businesses and young people succeed. Today, Cameron and I talk about how he translated athletics into entrepreneurship and the importance of learning, resilience, and giving back. I hope you enjoy this episode. So Cameron, thank you for joining me today on InFactor. Well, thanks for having me. I've been able to take a look at a lot of the things that you're doing here in the local community. And it's really impressive just to see just the footprint from the work that you've done and how many different businesses you've touched and in a positive way. Well, same with you. I'm really excited to learn a lot more about your background. Thank you for those kind words. So I understand you're from Wichita, Kansas, but you came to Florida State and played college football. And then you went into the NFL first round pick. I think you were a linebacker and I shouldn't say, I think, but you're talking to somebody here who's not big into football. So (laughs) I'll apologize for that in advance, but, but what I've read about you is incredibly impressive. You were with the Cleveland Browns, the Oakland Raiders and the Tennessee Titans, but also what really interests me is you, you attended the business management and entrepreneurial program for players while you were in the NFL, which I think launched a lot of the amazing things that that you're doing now in entrepreneurship. So could you tell us a little bit more about that program in particular and your background and just sort of, you know, did you always want to be on, in entrepreneurship? Is this something you, a dream you had as a child or a young man, or did this come after you spent some time learning about it? Well, my name is Cameron Wimley, and I played nine years in the NFL with the teams that you mentioned. I spent some time in Cleveland with the Browns. I was out in Oakland with the Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders. And then I also spent time in Tennessee with the Titans. So, you know, each one of those experiences were, were different. I think I learned a lot along that process. And football in itself is a very big industry, big business. And uh, you meet a lot of amazing and dynamic people really from all over. So it's off of those 
you know, relationships and also the relationships that I developed at the, the college level. And then certainly, like you mentioned, where I'm from, to be able to have connectivity to a lot of the leaders and influencers and great thinkers in these spaces really, I think, just opened doors along with that NFL platform, along with that college platform, university level platform, to be able to, to really have some interesting conversations about business and about being involved in the community, the work that we do with student athletes. We work with the parents, the coaches. We also work with trainers. So I would say being in the sport and being an athletic type of person and being an athlete, that type of space really just opened doors to really explore a lot in other spaces. Yeah, even back to, you know, going to Stanford through the opportunity, like I said, that the NFL provided for ongoing education and then taking an entrepreneurship course that was headed by George Foster. And, you know, we're looking at different things about, you know, startups and even things on how to improve the stadium experience. I mean, there's just wide, wide array of different people that you meet from different industries, different backgrounds, just all levels of knowledge, all levels of experience. And it's been really unique just to kind of see all of that stuff come together with time. So it sounds like to me that you're basically saying which makes a lot of sense that, you know, your time in the NFL really introduced you to the whole business side of NFL and especially going through that program. And you mentioned Stanford. So the business management and entrepreneurial program for players, you know, that's a program that's available for players to join. And through that, then you get to take courses at universities like Stanford and other top ranked universities. Is that how it works? You take courses or yes? Yes. I believe the Wharton Business School was in there as well. So it's just different workshops. Obviously, a lot of players are looking at other careers outside of football. And for me, a lot of that was entrepreneurship. So Mm -hmm. when I saw the opportunity to go and be a part of that immersion course opportunity, it was just, you know, amazing for me. So I jumped right on it. I believe at the time the fee was 7,500, but then at the end of it, they would reimburse you. We were presented with a certificate, you know, even while being in that class, I got to meet a lot of the bright minds that are in the NFL or were in the NFL at that time. So a lot of the people who were in that class have gone on to you know, really be leaders in their industry. And it's just been amazing to watch their growth since that time. You really have to manage that brand. And there's a whole new awareness of that and a lot of new opportunities, as you pointed out. And for you, I think a couple of years after you came out of the NFL, you started a company called KW Growth Holdings. And could you tell us a little bit about KW Growth Holdings and maybe even a little bit about the companies that you're investing in? Well, KW Growth Holdings started out as a conglomerate, really with the idea of opening or investing into different businesses. And we've delved in a number of spaces. I've been in the the barbershop space. I've been in the restaurant space. But all of that really has been connected through technology. And then so when you take in, like you were mentioning, the Stanford course with George Foster, just him raising questions about different things to make things better with businesses, I really started 
seeing myself kind of as like a catalyst. So we really established it in a way to work as a conglomerate similar to the way that Warren Buffett invests, right? So there's this diverse array of things. And when you fast forward that, when we take a look at it, what we were really doing was creating sustainability for ourselves by being knowledgeable about a lot of spaces and really building those relationships with leaders and people who've been in those spaces and kind of been through the woods before and allow those people to mentor us. And I mean, the growth from that, also a part of the name KW Growth, has just been tremendous. So it's a lot of things go into that bucket, things that we provide to partners, provide also with partners as well to other companies and people we may be working with. There's just a bevy of services that are within there from estate planning. We have accounting. We also have financial advisors who can help when it comes to any questions in regards to investments and equities, 401ks, 529s. So, I mean, KW Growth really is this company that I formed to be able to just do business with a lot of companies and really learn about ways for us collectively to kind of move forward in, in different industries. So do you invest in a traditional way and take an ownership piece of these companies? Is that like is it a traditional capital investment kind of model? And <laughs> well, okay. There's a couple of answers to that in regards to the way that we're able to partner with people or the way that we structure companies, we can really get creative and innovative with that. And people do all the time, right? So you just look at it in a way that really we get the opportunity to create whatever we need to through JVs, through whatever type of currency we're going to you know, establish as the, the way to do the, the transaction. So it could be social currency, I mean, obviously, there's new Coinbase ways to do business that I think people are continually learning about and exploring. And then, you know, there's the typical, hey, this is the amount that I need to do, you know, these things to make this company successful. And, you know, just from anything to cash transactions to maybe leveraging a influencer checkmark on social media and having a verified account. So, According to whatever company we're working with, we have people who can help us with the data analytics to really try to determine the value of, you know, the collaboration between our company and, and other companies or the onboarding of, of new partners, even the way that we operate, how we market, you know, what does our hierarchical, you know, structure look like? I mean, there's, there's a, a number of things as a business owner, you know, you have to take a look at. So, Whenever we're faced with any type of challenge, I would say, we kind of look into ways that our company can prepare ourselves to be successful in whatever that space may be. And it, it kind of just grows outward. You know, it just kind of expands outward. And, you know, for us, we're lucky in regards to all the people that we've met, the relationships that we've built. I think overall, we just really look to really connect ourselves with people who are doing good things. They're giving back especially in today's climate, there's so many things that you can look at that I think, you know, maybe gives people some doubts, right? And then when you've got so many people, a part of your team who are really working hard to really make an impact, I think for us, it creates even more special connectivity. And through those relationships that we're building, we've developed vetting processes to, if we decide to go and create something together, 
how do we give it the best chance to be successful? And that success looks different to different people as well. So all of the companies that we've invested in from the beginning until now, some of those companies have changed, right? So companies evolve, you know, we've made new partnerships, we continue to make more investments into the community. And, you know, we're always trying to find ways to be able to help solve the issue and whatever the tech space, education space, medical space, just sports, like community work. (laughs) So, you know, I have a number of even colleagues that I went to college with and I can speak with them. I still know my, you know, high school basketball teacher. I still know my high school principals. I still know the local media, all those people that are just really out there trying to really just add impact, add a change in a positive way, educate, pass down the knowledge that they have and try to make that generational. And, you know, you've got millions and millions of people here in the U.S. (laughs) So with all these different backgrounds and stories. So for us, just, you know, being able to have that NFL platform and, and then have a lot of people be attracted to that, I think has really put us in a unique position when it comes to how we want to continue to grow, how we want to continue to partner and collaborate with the people who are just really doing good things in the community, but especially in the health and wellness space. So KW Growth Holdings, if I understand you correctly, you specialize in health and wellness businesses, but you've you've expanded, you've been in, you mentioned barbershops and a lot of other different tech companies, I think. But I guess I'm asking, is there a common theme among those that you would identify to invest in? Is it industry-based or are there two or three criteria that you look for in the companies that KW Growth would want to partner with, as you call it? Okay, a little bit more in specifics. When we take a look at KW Growth Holdings, which you know I believe started in 2010, I think the initial setup of the company was to be able for me at that time to invest and invest in diverse buckets, some entrepreneurial, some just investing into equities, whatever it may be, creating a foundation, and then all of that really being kind of housed under the brand KW Growth Holdings. And then with time, we've developed more of a specific focus. And then obviously what I'm more focused on now at this point is the health and wellness space. And that's done through a company called Stadium Status Fitness. So Stadium Status Fitness was actually created to work alongside Elite Combine, which, you know, it's really in the space of student athletes and what that looks like from you know, the earliest stages of development all the way to the professional level. And, you know, can we do better, right? Can we create a better college experience for kids? Can we create a better professional experience once these kids go pro? So, I mean, there are a number of topics that come up with that, but stadium status really address those aspects that are really close to the, the physical, the human performance side of that thing when it comes to athletics. So we work with trainers, we work with chiropractors, we work with acupuncturists. We also partner with gyms, anything that you can think of under, you know, health, wellness, fitness, mental health and wellness. Obviously, you know, in the NFL, there's a ton of doctors, you know, there's just a bevy of people in that space that we can work with. And we just found it you know, really beneficial to put it up under a brand. And so stadium status 
kind of is that catalyst that connects the people who are looking for the services that are provided by professionals in the health and wellness space with those who need it that are looking for it. So So you've got a couple of companies or more. I mean, you've got a couple of holding companies, I guess. But in both of those, and maybe in others, you're investing in a wide variety of companies and a wide variety of people. And a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs or or early stage businesses, or they want to be entrepreneurs, or they're trying to launch a company. And so a question that they might be interested in, I think, and that I'm interested in is, what kind of people or entrepreneurs do you look for, for your investments? Okay, well, there's a a number of factors that we look for. But for me, I think, you know, it, it really ties to what we look for within sports and all those things that we embody as student athletes to be able to make it to a level where not that many people, you know, can make it. Obviously, as you start out, and sports or any field, as you progress towards the professional ranks, like the numbers are smaller and smaller. So being in that that top 1% in the league and, you know, really just focusing on all those things that, that I had to embody in order to give myself the best opportunity to succeed, I think those are kind of the things, the traits that we look for and people who are wanting to go into entrepreneurship because, you know, it is competitive. There are a lot of unknowns and you've got to be resilient. You've got to be, as Bill Belichick would say, you got to be tough, smart and physical, you know, <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in those cases. So, you know, we really just kind of enjoy the organic way that a lot of these relationships have developed. And and the root, I think, catalyst for that would really be just sports, you know, and how it brings communities together. And everybody has, you know, a a certain skill or a certain quality and they work on their craft. And, you know, then when they feel like they need some support, whatever that may be, you know, it's not always financial. If they have any type of connectivity with me and I hear about what they're doing and it inspires me and I think it's going to, you know, make a positive change in the community. Those are kind of the things that compel me to invest. And then, you know, there's a number of shows now that you know, kind of put people in that that space where they're pitching and they're really trying to, you know, close that deal within a certain amount of time with interested investors. So, you know, some of those things come in, obviously the numbers should make sense and, you know, just the the way that you're going to do it. I mean, it, it really, there's a lot of variables that, that go into making that decision. So when I delve into that a little deeper in research and development, I just looked and I saw that, you know, there are a number of ways to kind of prepare those those future leaders and those companies that are emerging from college campuses, from now these, you know, tech hubs or co-working spaces. So we, myself and another person here, we did an art show and we were able to to meet up with an incubator here locally and they had a program where startups would go through and kind of refine their pitch and make sure they had everything in order before they presented to investors. So after going through that and, you know, just accelerating growth with a lot of the pieces that were touching that, you know, we just decided, hey, it makes sense for us to, you know, partner up and really look at the ways that we can collaborate with the networks that we've already built out. So typically, With me, I look also for people's experience. So this particular person was, you know, 
a person who was experienced more so than I was coming out of the NFL. And, you know, you read the bio, you read about the work that he's done, you see the work that he's continuing to do. And it just kind of aligned with the things that we want to do here, whether it be give back to the community, help educate, you know, entrepreneurs going out into the business space. Like we actually just did, obviously, the book launch that you were a part of. And then all of that, just while, you know, trying to figure out, hey, what is it that people are looking for? What do they need? And and who are the best people to provide that? Right. So. So yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of complex in, in a way sure. that, you know, business is continuing to change. Right. So before the pandemic, the way that we did things looked one way. So even now with tech companies, a portion of their workforce may be working, you know, remotely. So. Right. But it sounds like I find it fascinating because it sounds like, you know, you, you mentioned right off the bat that a lot of the skills and the attitude and the mindset that enabled you to succeed in sports and throughout your career is is what what you believe and will succeed in entrepreneurship and that you look for and that you know I agree the ability to execute past failure to keep going the resilience but it does as you pointed out it does require a strong opportunity but once you find that if you compare that with somebody that has those skills, it can be a really powerful combination. You mentioned earlier, Cameron, that you still remembered your, I think, high school principal, and you were still in touch with some of these people in your life. Has mentorship been important in your life and career? And is that a role that you play personally with the entrepreneurs that you work with? Well, yeah, just being in a space where, you know, your success is based off of your coachability you know, I've always looked up to the different coaches that I've had throughout the years. And, you know, my mentor sometimes doubled as as my teacher in the classroom and also as my coach, whether it be in basketball, track, football, whatever. And, you know, just the words of wisdom that they've imparted whenever they've, you know, had the opportunity to share with the team, whether it be in practice, whether it be, you know, off the court or off the field. I think those people have really kind of created a lot of good opportunities for me by, you know, asking me different questions, challenging me to do, you know, a little bit more than what I wanted to do at times. And then also modeling it themselves, you know, in, a, in the best way that they can or know how to. So I kind of took that same approach when it came to, you know, different areas that, you know, I wanted to learn more about. So whether it be investing in the equities or, you know, investing into a startup or, you know, whatever it may be, learning a new sport, right? So I'm continually trying to put myself in position when it comes to like the thought leaders or the people who are the influencers or the people who've got the experience or some sort of knowledge that can, you know, kind of help me advance, help our partners grow. You know, I've just been fortunate with the teachers that I've had throughout the years who continue to follow me, whether it be in sports or business, and to be able to communicate with them and ask them questions and really get what I think are really good answers, really educated answers, <laughs> or really answers that kind of push the norm forward, if you will. You know, I've been really blessed to be around people who are really good leaders of men, really courageous women. Right. So, you know, our workplace is, is really, in my opinion, 
we try to make it to where there's a lot of those people are, that are around. So my coaches that I've had, Coach Bobby Bowden, has been a major influence on my life. You know, even the gentleman I was speaking about in high school is Coach Hoffer Holderman. He's a principal now at the school. And then speaking with the current high school coach there, like just all the strength and conditioning coaches that I've had, all the, the doctors in the, the training room, all the people in the front office that make the team work behind the scenes. Like I consider all of those people, you know, mentors, if they imparted something from their own experiences, if they were more experienced than me and were able to just try to give me a piece of wisdom, like I, I took whatever I could, could get from them and then hopefully try to, you know, utilize that and grow whatever it is that I'm trying to grow or we're trying to grow together collaboratively. I think that's commendable. And, you know, I think mentorship is one of the most powerful ways that we can give back once we've experienced it as well. And I know that giving back to people and to communities in which you live is very important to you. Can you talk about why that's so important? I know you're still involved even, you know, back in your hometown, but you're involved in Tampa and other communities. Can I'd like to, you know, delve into that a little bit more, your, your whole philosophy there. Well, I wanted to, you know, being a person who went to school and was in social work, I tell people this a lot. I wanted to kind of, you know, give my charitable contributions up front and give back immediately, just really to show appreciation for all the people who were part of, you know, helping me along my journey from amateurism to professionalism and sports and, you know, also in business as well. So, I think a lot of companies are naturally doing that with millennials. They're looking for companies who have that component now, the give back component. So for us, you know, we've been doing that for really a long time. Like you mentioned, in my hometown, we've had several football camps and we pair those with, you know, maybe a course in finance or I've known teammates to actually put like the science aspect to it. I know at Florida State University, they're putting artwork to the camp. So the sports camps now really, you know, have additional value add when you're taking a look at the things that the kids can take from those camps and really apply to their life and be successful. So, you know, there were guys like Barry Sanders when I was a kid in Wichita who came back and he was a part of a, a youth sports camp. And, you know, to be able to see somebody in the space where you want to want to eventually be at when it comes to like, you know, the level at which they they perform. You know, to have a guy like that come back, it was only right that, you know, once I made it to the professional level, you know, go and give back as well. You know, so it's kind of like the guys who come before us, they kind of paved that way already. And I just think it's phenomenal. So whenever I get the opportunity, you know, I try to give back. And, you know, a lot of that really just involved working with student athletes. So it was kind of a natural fit and we just rolled with it. Yeah, that's great. And I can see, you know, the whole power of that, of bringing those diverse perspectives to young men and women and helping them kind of find more than one path that they can pursue in a lifetime, especially when you're dealing with athletes whose physical bodies might mean that at some point they can't continue down the path of their athletic career to have an option is really, really important. And I think it's important for all of us. And it's where we find our most creative and innovative ideas, really, when we can combine those fields and perspectives. I know you consider yourself to be a social entrepreneur. 
tell us what you mean by that and how that plays out in what you're doing. I think it's kind of what I mentioned beforehand, making sure that when we invest in things, there's a value add to the community and that there's a give back. I think when you take a look in, in certain sectors now, the work that we've done is really being recognized, I think, to a large degree really is good things for companies, right? So for us, we naturally were, you know, very diverse. And, you know, I grew up in a family with a a lot of siblings, right? So I went to school with people who didn't necessarily look like me or, you know, act like me or or different things. But for me, if I'm going to be in any of those communities, I want to have a certain amount of cultural competence and be able to you know, share an experience with them that's going to really benefit them. And, you know, throughout the past, we've been able to do things like give kids haircuts for free when they're going back to school through the NFL. I've been able to give out, you know, Christmas gifts to kids who never would have had a Christmas. And even now recently doing work with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, you know, just the research that they do and the lives that they touch. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because when you give back like that, people, they want to do business with you, right? So there's people who really just are inspired by what you're doing and they want to be a part of it. And there's fortunately a lot of companies that are out there with a lot of employees that really work hard to, you know, add value in the community. So I think whenever we get the opportunity to give back and to show our appreciation for, you know, all the years that fans and parents and coaches have supported, you know, me and, you know, a lot of my partners, I think it's just something that, you know, we just do because we love it. We do it because we know that the blessing is going to be, you know, big, bigger than what we're given, what we're doing. It's, It's bigger than us. So we're a part of all the places that as a professional athlete, I went to go play, right? So those people came out, they paid their money, they're in the stands, they're cheering for you. So when I got the opportunity to go visit a school to talk to kids, like that was, you know, exciting for me. And I think it's a good thing to see that kids are naturally excited to do good things earlier, right? So you've got people who are, you know, leaders when it comes to to climate change and they're speaking out, they're using their platforms. You know, there's a lot of really good stories. Uh, out there. So, you know, when it comes to a give back, like I said, for us, it's really about building up communities and really seeing if we can partner with different companies who can really just add value. And I think with sports, we're always challenged to do more and go above and beyond. So, It wasn't just myself. I mean, I have a lot of former athletes who are really involved in, you know, social justice initiatives. We've got people who are involved with foundation work. There's so many ways that athletes are giving back to their communities and really raising their communities up, you know, whether it be through health and wellness like TB12 or recently some of the guys that played at FSU and went to the NFL just, you know, through a camp here in Tampa. And players want to be a part of that. They want to come and give back, you know, throughout the years of taking kids to go to Walmart and be able to get something for the holidays and, you know, see the look on their faces and, you know, know that they think somebody cares and that's special to them. So it really touches me. And I think a lot of my partners feel the same. That's a really powerful message. And it 
reminds me of that whole perspective that, you know, when we've been given a lot, really a lot of is, is expected of us as well. And so gratitude and giving back is is very powerful message. I know that adversity and failure, you know, seem to be a part of every journey to success. And you've had an incredibly successful life and career so far. And I just wonder, were there any times that you were faced with adversity or failure? And if so, how did you get through those times? Yeah, one word that I think throughout the pandemic and even prior to the pandemic that was coming up that I really think kind of embodies what you're talking about would be resilience. And those are things that, you know, hopefully kids are are learning when they get the opportunity to be a part of sports like football, right? Because you're going to face some adversity, you know, through a lot of points within a game or within a season. So how you respond to that, I think, can help determine your altitude. So for me, I would say that failure has been a part of helping me to grow. In a lot of cases, I've been able to learn a lot from those failures that helped me later on. So at that time, you know, that failure may seem, you know, very big and is the wrong thing to do or, you know, things of that nature, but nobody's perfect. So if you can take a look at your history and learn from the things that, you know, you didn't do so well, you know, I think that that's an opportunity to really create change and hopefully people behind you don't make the same mistakes that you made. So I'm really grateful for being able to make it through all the adversity that I've made it through. And, you know, everybody's adversity is different, right? So there are people who've had, you know, greater challenges than I've had, who've lived very rough lives. They didn't always have the resources. Even in the pandemic, I think we were kind of seeing, you know, that at least for me, I think, you know, it, it helps me be grateful for the things that, you know, I have. And the support systems that I have. But I know to get to this point, I really did have to, to face some failures. And, you know, it makes you question yourself sometimes. And those questions have led to very innovative and creative, you know, solutions that I can provide for my family, for my colleagues, just for, you know, different organizations. I think they really find that valuable as they may be going through different things. I think, you know, all of these companies need something to kind of help them in that space of, okay, we know failure is going to happen. We know, you know, in football, you're going to get injured. You know, how do you recover from that? Or how do you do better? How do you, you know, next time avoid some of those pitfalls that you, you didn't know about or, you know, didn't see or couldn't avoid? So I would just say, you know, for me, resilience is really just that, you know, measurement of, okay, I'm going to fall. Nobody's perfect. But am, am I going to get back up? What did I learn from that? And who can I help to avoid those same mistakes that I've made? So I, I love all of that. And resilience has been something I've been interested in for a number of years as I've worked with a lot of young people as an educator. And it's interesting because this past year, as you pointed out, I think with the pandemic, we've all learned a lot more about that. But the way that you talked about resilience, I think that is where the real power lies. It's not just about recovering. It's about coming back better. And that's what yeah. I heard in, in what you were saying. So thank you for that. I think that's a really powerful message and so glad that you shared that. 
So Cameron, you've had an incredibly successful career, as I already pointed out, and you've done a lot of amazing things. What are your goals and what's the future for you? Where are you headed now? Well, as the work that we're doing now is, is really exciting. Like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's in the health and wellness space. So we're still following just different ways to be able to help athletes prepare for competition. We're helping just everyday people want to feel better, who want to feel stronger, who want to, you know, just be able to advance from wherever they're at. So we've built relationships, like I said, in the health and wellness space that really allows us to just be a catalyst for those people looking for those services. And, you know, an elite combine, we're helping kids when it comes to making the decision of, you know, where they want to spend four years of their life. And that's really important when you take a look at, you know, recent changes in NCAA rules and regulations with the transfer portal now. So I think colleges are really looking at ways to be able to develop relationships with athletes that they're able to retain that talent and that athlete is, you know, not wanting to go to another, you know, university because of the lack of something at one space, right? So we're really trying to help when it comes to that space as well. And really people just making sound and really informed decisions with their careers and their sports. And, you know, being a student athlete, I mean, you've got so many things that, that are within that. For us, we're really happy to be able to help people navigate that space with coaching seven on seven teams, doing one on one trainings, even writing curriculum for human performance, working with Olympians. You know, I've had the opportunity to invest in a female fitness facility in Hollywood, California. So, like, it's really awesome to be able to kind of focus in that that health and wellness space and. I know even with the NFL and even with other sports, the NBA, MLB, everybody wants to focus on mental health, especially during times like what we just went through. Right. So things are different. And, you know, how do I still perform at a peak level, at a high level, a high intensity level and still be okay, Right. Still be in a space where I'm feeling good, I'm feeling energetic, I'm able to, you know, add value to other people's lives. I just want to be, I would say, just good, right? People want to feel good about their lives and what they're doing and that, you know, there's an opportunity to really contribute and be a part of something. So for us with the teams we work with, you know, we see that all the time and, you know, you're building those relationships and, it just kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the other components that really help that that relationship flourish. Like you've got so many different people in the health and wellness space now that are provided with jobs that really stem from these sports. So, you know, even seeing women getting more visibility, I think that's been a very big area of growth. And we believe it's going to be a huge area of growth in the future, working with, you know, what are their needs? And the WNBA draft, I think, is a perfect example mm-hmm. of, you know, we're working with, you know, little girls to develop confidence, to feel like they can do a lot of the things that maybe people who don't look like them, maybe they're, you know, their counterparts, them, they're males, and they've traditionally been in, you know, that particular industry or at that particular position. I think you're starting to see people break through those ceilings, whether it be in soccer, like I said earlier, the WNBA having, you know, more CEO level 
people in positions that maybe traditionally they weren't in when it comes to recruiting and retaining talent. And now you're seeing, you know, more females in top of the house positions than ever before. So, you know, that's that's encouraging. And I actually think it changes things. So I think we're seeing a lot of, you know, first, a lot of innovation, a lot of creation. There's a lot to be excited about. But I think it all really goes back to health and wellness, right? So if you feel good, if you feel confident, you're able to really enjoy what you're doing and really add value to, you know, just everybody's experience when it comes to whatever it is we may be doing. That makes so much sense. And, you know, I agree with you. I think, you know, we've been through a rough year and I think we've got a lot to look forward to. But I think it will be different. And I think that's not all, all bad. Uh, there's going to be some, there are already some very positive changes that have come out of the challenge. And, but I love your perspective on health and wellness, because I think most of the other things, you know, don't matter <laughs> if we don't have that, because we can't perform at our best, regardless of what we're trying to accomplish. So really, really powerful and important work that you're doing. And I'm excited to watch and see what you do as someone else who, you know, considers the work that I do to, you know, be impacting the future, just like you. I think it's, it's really, really incredible to see what you're doing. And, and I'm very impressed by it and very appreciative of all the work you're doing to develop young minds and young business leaders and young businesses. So thank you for that. One of the questions I like to ask each of my guests before we wrap up is if there was one piece of advice you could leave with our listeners, what would it be? I believe really that, you know, learning starts when you're born and, you know, it ceases, you know, after you're gone. But while you're here, I think it's just a great opportunity to really be a part of a unique experience and involve just ongoing education. So for me, when I say ongoing education, I think there's something you can learn, you know, new all day, every day. And we're starting to see an increase in things like certificates that, you know, people can go and get a certificate and learn a new skill. You know, I'm always trying to be better in, you know, really all areas of life. So I've had the opportunity to go back to college and learn more by taking a course like all of those things have helped me along my journey. So if it would be one thing, one piece of advice, it would be to really see the importance of ongoing education in whatever space you may be. Thank you. As an educator, I love that. It's, you know, I continue to learn every day as well from everybody. So great advice. We never stop learning. Cameron, where can our listeners find out about your businesses and what you're doing and connect with you? Okay. So I am on a couple of platforms. LinkedIn is where most of the business professionals I know kind of connect and send messages back and forth. And, you know, I am on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. So people can find me on those. We're redeveloping and about to relaunch some websites here soon. So once we get those out, you know, we'll just put them on our social media and people will be able to, to access us there as well. So yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on all those platforms. Cameron Wembley, thank you for taking time to talk to me today on Invector. It's been a great pleasure. Oh, definitely. It was a pleasure speaking with you and thank you for the opportunity. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about entrepreneurship, we would love it if you hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of InFactor.